Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by multimedia content producer and entrepreneur, Jessica Rosado. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail. But whether it be through philanthropy or entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. A warm welcome to the Digital Coffee Date fam. To those of you who are returning listeners, I appreciate all your love and support. And for those of you who are new to our community, I am so happy to connect with you. We are on our third episode of season two, and I'm so excited to introduce Rachel Kim, who runs Places of Origin. In this episode, we talk all about the value of connection and the various ways storytelling can impact others. Hey, Rachel, welcome. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm doing so, so well. It's so wonderful to have you on the show today. So fun fact for the Digital Coffee Date listeners, Rachel and I were connected by our mutual friend, Eliza, who will be featured on season two as well. And as soon as Rachel and I connected, we decided we wanted to collaborate with one another. So I was just featured on her show called Places of Origin, where I got to share my story with her audience. So I'm very, very excited to share her story with all of you today. So we are going to get right into it. Rachel, you run a virtual show called Places of Origin. Can you tell us what inspired you to share stories in this way? Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my story with you and your community. Um, Places of Origin really came into fruition. Um, I come from a sales background. I've been sales pretty much my entire life. And with any sales cycle, um, relationships and the people really, the people that you know really um, impact the experience and the results and the sale and everything that goes along with the sales cycle. And my favorite thing about being in sales were the relationships and network that I was able to build over my career and you know community is everything and I think community has become a more important part of our lives during the pandemic Um, but prior to the pandemic I wanted to create a platform that honestly maybe similar to your story it wasn't supposed to be virtual (laughs) (laughs) It was actually supposed to be in real life. And what my vision was, and it's changed a bit since, was that, you know, if of all the amazing people that I have met across my career and and in my life, um, if I could ask them to come and share their story, I I believe a lot of people would really be interested in hearing their life experiences and be inspired and motivated and not only will people that aspire to be like them but also their contemporaries would be interested in coming to see them as well and that would ignite 
organic and really cool networking through happy hour, coffee hour, things like that. But as we all know, a year ago, um, the pandemic hit and I didn't know what to do. I had all these speaker series planned to do in New York City and I decided, well, everyone is at home. I know where exactly everybody is because Governor Cuomo had asked everyone to go into shelter in place. Um, and I know a lot of people live on Instagram. And so I decided to kind of do a pilot and go on Instagram live. Um, and so that's kind of how I started the stories and the ability to share my friends' stories. And the beauty of that, um, Susan, was the fact that initially I was supposed to, I was going to um, invite my friends to New York City, in New York City. Um, but because of the pandemic, it had allowed me to honestly bring people from the corners of the world to share their story. Um, and through time, it evolved um, to what it is today. And as I build all this content, as you know, content requires a lot of work and energy. And oh, time. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you are very well versed in that, as it is very new to me. Um, and I hope that that would eventually allow us to hopefully, you know, be able to do safe social gatherings where we could actually have that real in-life connection and inspiration and motivation from the stories that are being told. Absolutely. So in knowing how hectic creative entrepreneurship can be, what <laughs> is your process like when it comes to connecting and choosing the stories you want to share? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm, I, I don't really consider myself a creative entrepreneur. Um, I, I just love meeting people and I just am a complete extrovert and I'm always just have an open door policy similar to the connection that you and I had made. I'm very open to just getting to know people. Um, and so when it comes to finding the right people to bring um, to kind of share their story, I do a lot of research and kind of what I'm able to find online as a basis point. I don't think that I lead with that, but it kind of gives me the kind of um, talking points when I kind of do like a preliminary, let me get to know you. And then through that discovery phase, I try to find a story. Um, but to answer your question, honestly, everybody has a story. Um, it's just kind of peeling the onion and finding that special story that helped define or uh, was a pivotal part or season to get to where they are today. And so for me, it's like I would never consider myself as a journalist by any means. So this is not something I ever thought I was going to ever have to do. <laughs> but, but you are putting a journalist hat on, though. <laughs> yeah, to some extent I am. And it's it's interesting because, like, unlike you, like you have a professional and um, academia in that I don't. So I'm like doing a lot of researching to kind of try to get color on them. And then I also like to allow them to tell the story however they would like to versus making it go a certain direction. Right, right. And I think, you know, in terms of, yes, you know, I went to school for that, but um, there is something 
innately beautiful about be just being able to have conversation. And I think, you know, I had talked about this with you on your show yesterday, where we were just talking about, um, you know, how I wanted to just be very conversational. And I, I, I wasn't interested in pursuing the journalism route anymore. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell stories. So it's like, you know, the, the great thing about my experience with journalism was I did get to learn, you know, how to ask questions and how to dig for information and find the story, (laughs) you know, but at the same time, I think just being able to sit there and have a conversation with someone is what makes and what has made the interview process for me just in my career and in my studies where it was actually just enjoyable because I wasn't sitting there with a spotlight on someone. It was just like, Hey, tell me about yourself, you know? And, and I think that there's a beauty in that. So no, you may not have, you know, studied journalism or in media or anything like that, but the, the heart and the passion you have, I think for, just wanting to tell stories and being intrigued by someone else's experience, I think is what makes your platform such a valuable one. Thank you. I mean, you know, coming from a sales background, I think it's really important to really understand the person in front of you versus trying to make that transaction. Um, I think when you kind of lead with, trying to make that transaction that relationship doesn't have a foundation is not sustainable and that transaction will most likely not take place so what i've learned from my experience is is that you just have to really sit there and invest in getting to know people and for me it was a joy it was something that i was very interested in it was you know it helped me personally to be like wow you know this person has so much depth this person is dynamic, you know, going back to like, never judge a book by its cover. It's really fascinating. If you take the time, you know, listen, really understand that person and see where there's an opportunity for you to present them with something that is of value. And then the transaction might take place. Mm, Yes. So it's kind of like, you know, you have even just in your own experience, even through sales, I mean, you've learned the art of connection. And I think that there's so many places that we can learn that not just in an academic space, but through our experiences that we have with one another. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think it's extremely important for people, young adults to really, like my philosophy is the the age you're legally allowed to work, I highly recommend everyone to work a sales job. There is nothing in school (laughs) that will teach you about people more than working in a sales job. And you literally selling anything, you will see all walks of life, all different colors, all different backgrounds. And it's your job to figure it out. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with you 100%. I had a, um, I had a great experience in the sales aspect when I was leasing apartments, I worked for a leasing company. Uh And so we're essentially selling these, you know, leasing these apartment spaces and, um, the things that I learned and how, how to work and move in a fast paced environment and deal with all these different sorts of people and, you know, really, 
really needing to know your stuff and be on your A game. And it just, it's yes, absolutely. Everyone needs to, to do a sales job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you get to learn to think on your feet and that's life. Yes. You have to 100%. be a thinker and know when to do, what to do, how to do, the nuances, the, you know, the type of approach you know there's it's a communications thing it's an emotional connection thing I mean talk about learning so much about real world in the real world just through just a, and I'm not saying that leasing apartments or selling cell phones is nothing it's just like that's a job but the type of right. people that you come across through these type of channels are is so diverse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, there isn't any concept, project, or like a business venture that isn't without its challenges. So what were some of the challenges? I know you spoke about the pandemic being a huge one, you know, because you had this vision for it and you had to switch gears in, in the digital space. And so what what were some other challenges maybe that you faced when you were growing this brand? Yeah, I mean, I think challenge is such a subjective term, um, but also it can be used to make the right changes because I think change is good. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the challenges, like I mentioned, with having to go from an in-person event to a fully digital event has been a challenge for me personally because as I mentioned prior to us going live, I am very technologically <laughs> deficient. <laughs> so, you know, the learning curve and that has been quite a, quite a challenge. But in essence of having to pick up these new skill sets, it had allowed me to actually think about how maybe I can do a hybrid of in-person and virtual because you know, maybe that's the future and nothing will be completely virtually, virtual, I'm sorry, but at the same time, virtual anything is going to be here for the long, for the long haul. So I think kind of being able to use these obstacles and when you hit a dead end, to kind of think outside the box and allow you to be creative. Um, Yeah, I think that was a positive challenge. Um, the other challenge I would say is um, maybe not specific to this business per se, but just given the situation that our you know global world is facing, is that there's so much unknown, mm. and life is already full of the unknown. Then you <laughs> yes. had a pandemic, and now you're like blindly doing and not knowing, yes. <laughs> you know, how to forecast things you want to achieve. So I think that in itself will continue to be a challenge um you know we didn't know when the vaccine was going to come out now the vaccine is out you know how are we going to be able to have small gatherings that are safe um are people more scared than they used to are people germaphobes more than they used to i mean there's a lot Mm -hmm. of factors that take into place and those are things that i couldn't account for a year two years ago not knowing that this was going to take place Right, right. Now, aside from, I would say, the lessons in the logistics of starting a new venture, what would you say is something you personally learned about yourself throughout your journey with Places of Origin? 
You know, that's that's a really good question. Um, I I learned a lot, you know, of humility in the sense that as much as my vision and my outlook is that you really can learn from anyone. But what I've also learned is that it's that much more the case as I talk to more and more people. Um, so I think, you know, humility is something that has been something that I'm constantly practicing. I think living in New York City where things are going 100 miles an hour, you kind of keep going and going and not realizing the the good that is happening day in and day out. Right, right. So this podcast is all about sharing stories about women in order to empower our female footprint in the world. Can you share what it's like navigating through this entrepreneurial and, you know, just what with what you're doing as a woman and a variety of maybe different experiences you might have had? Yeah, so funny enough, um, I come from commercial real estate. And you're not only going to be the only female in the room, I was also a minority. Or I am. <laughs> I didn't change my race. <laughs> um, you know, I am always in pitch meetings or showings or happy hours or networking events where it's predominantly male, white. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't yep. know. If I I come across this term recently, but it's literally. Male, pale, and Yale. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and that is the type of people that I was surrounded by day in and day out in my business, in my industry. So to kind of cut through that nonsense really equipped me to really handle anything. Um, to be able to kind of, you know, people would look at me and think I'm younger than I am because they think I'm. I look young because I'm Asian American. No, you don't mess with me. I'll cut you into pieces with my mouth. Like, <laughs> you know, like never, like right. going back and never judge a book by its don't cover. Don't judge like, a book by its cover. Yes. Exactly. Like, don't mess with me. Like, I'm going to, I can kill you with my words. Like, but like, I have to build a stronger wall mm-hmm. and I have, to, I have to grow thicker skin. Yes. Because there was no other way to survive in that industry where you can't take things personal and they're just kind of like just bulldoze over you just because you look young and you're female and you're Asian American. Absolutely. So having had that experience, I think helped me just, you know, I think it's a beautiful and amazing thing to be a strong woman. And I think that experience in that season really helped me become the person that I am where it's just like, you just have to keep going. You can't, you can't use being a woman as an excuse. You can use it to your advantage. I don't use it to be like, look at it like I'm a victim, right? right. But I use it to rise and like be better and stronger. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I think where I am today, it was from my past experiences that helped cultivate these ideologies and, 
headspace of like how I want to be seen as a female, as a woman, as a minority in this male dominated world. Yes, absolutely. And, and your experience is one that so many of us can resonate with, you know, because even in whether you're in the entrepreneurial space, whether you're moving up the corporate ladder, there's going to be something that you're doing, especially as a woman, where you're going to experience some sort of, I feel, um, you know, whether it's like you said, you're in a room, you're a minority in a room full of, you know, white men, or you're the only woman in a room full of men. You know, I think at some point, we go through some sort of feeling of that and and the power to push through those circumstances, whether, you know, we're not getting acknowledged for, you know, doing the same sort of job or or standing up for the job that we do and why we deserve to be paid certain amount of money or whatever it is. I think at some point or another, we've all had an experience where we've had to pull ourselves up and say, okay, how do we how do we rise above this? How do we keep pushing forward? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, funny enough, you know, there were times when I really had to step up and like show up. But at the same time, I am secure in myself, I'm confident. And so what I did was I play these psycho, like psychological games with these guys, Mm -hmm. where I would play dumb, (laughs) because they think I'm dumb. But right. I know exactly what's happening, right? Yeah. So it's it's unalarming, if that's even a word, where, you know, I don't come as a threat. I play mm-hmm. the, oh, I don't get it, huh? But I know exactly that they're, I know exactly what they're doing. They're messing with me, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I use a reversal tactic <laughs> and play the dumb card yes. and then kind of get things back to the way I want it. And this had a lot to do with negotiation, leveraging, um, getting people to move the puzzle pieces because I come from a sales background. It's the art of selling. So being a woman, you know, I say that, you know, know where your strengths are, know how you're being perceived, but use it to your advantage because women are smart and women are strong. So if that's what you think, let me show you. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) She said with a little, (laughs) with a little laugh at the end. (laughs) No. Yeah. You think I'm dumb? I'll show you. She's like, I'll show you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, right in theme with what we're talking about. On this show, we also discuss this current societal shift where more and more women are united, speaking out about things that we deserve, speaking up against major injustices. Now, I know you interview both men and women on your show, but specifically with the women, how have you seen places of origin make an impact? Yeah, I think the women that have been showcased on places of origin all come from a place of strength and expertise in their respective industries and their world. And I think it's very important to show that similar to your show, but because I also have men on the show, it kind of gives you perspective that women do just as much, if not a more kick-ass job than men do, because you have that comparison. 
Um, but at the same time, like, um, as much as I love, you know, women empowerment, at the same time, kind of like how I look at race, it's like, I, I look at people as people, you know, I don't want to look at people that have color, I don't want to look at people because if they are a certain gender, they consider themselves a he or she or her or him, like, more than that, I think I try to make that not really the case but to kind of show like women are humans too women Mm -hmm. are people they do just as much if not more amazing things because they're naturally can be a working full-time mother and a full-time employee or a full-time founder or you know full-time wife I mean they wear a lot more hats naturally so I try to exemplify that by making a little bit less about the fact that they're women just showing what they do as proof in the pudding. Yeah, absolutely. So I like to think that because we're creatives, because you are, even though you're like, I've never thought of myself Uh, as a creative entrepreneur, you are. (laughs) (laughs) We are always envisioning different versions of where we want to be and who we want to be. And I think that's just innately part of personal growth. So what personal growth do you see or hope to see for yourself in the future? Um, more than anything, I, it's my vision and, um, it's important to me to be able to share my network with others. Um, I've been very fortunate to, you know, to have met and continue to meet very awesome people. And for me to be able to share that where, you know, people are naturally quite competitive. Um, I, for better or for worse, I don't know, but I'm like the least competitive person. <laughs> I kind of like, you know, I kind of go down my own lane. Like I kind of like do my own thing. And, but I just realized that like, I think being able to share the people in my life with others has really been extremely important to me. And I just hope that I can continue to do that um, through origin you know, as an extension of origin without origin. Um, I think origin just allows me to put it in a more structured way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what I think is important. Absolutely. Now, if someone wanted to connect with you, what is the best way to go about that? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm like, I grew up in the Facebook era but I don't have Facebook funny enough but (laughs) (laughs) um, I do have it for origin but I don't know how to use it but there is a presence there Uh, but I would say LinkedIn is probably the best way or you know direct message me but I'm pretty good about you know responding to any inquiries that come in um, just because I just feel like they took the time to reach out I I'm more than happy to give them a response. Okay, great. Yeah. And they can just type in your name for LinkedIn. Yep. It's, um, I think my URL is RNK. Okay. So it's like LinkedIn slash in slash RNK 
Um, but I don't have my last name, but it's all, it's just Rachel K and you can look up origin and you'll find it there. Okay, great, great. Now, so I always like to close, uh, our digital coffee dates with advice or words of wisdom. And outside of the show, you and I had talked about how we have similar concept structure and having the platforms that we have where we share stories, but our brands and their vision and even their audience are very different from one another. So what would you tell a woman who may be fearful to turn her new idea into a business because she might feel something like that already exists? Yeah, that's a really awesome question because I think even when you do have that entrepreneurial spirit and you still are pursuing something, there are going to be days where you feel and think that, right? And for me, what I would say is nothing that you do will be a waste of time. So whether you feel like it's a saturated market, whether you think that, you know, there are so many other concepts similar to what it is that you're pursuing, one of the biggest things that cannot be replaced is you. And what I mean by that is it's your interpretation, your execution. So in essence, it is not the same because not any two people are alike. And two people can be selling the same coffee just because it's a digital coffee contract. <laughs> <laughs> And it could be literally from the same growers and it could be roasted exactly the same, but your branding, your way of selling it, your emotional connection that you're painting is not going to be the same. So my encouragement to your question is just do the best that you are able to because at the end of the day, no matter what the result is, it's going to be the best version based on what you have come up with. Rachel, that is absolutely incredible advice. And I think that it is so valuable because it is a fear I think that a lot of women have and and not just women I think anybody in that entrepreneurial space like you mentioned you know it, you kind of have those moments where you're so down on yourself you know you'll get you'll you'll get discouraged and life will hit and you're like I can't do this because this is out there or I what am I even doing in this space this this exists you know and and you tell yourself all these different you know negatives when really it's exactly what you said that no, no two people are alike. So just even naturally, something is going to be different about what you're going to do as opposed to what someone else is going to do. And so I think that's incredible advice. And to add to that, I would also say that no one's life experiences are the same. And I think life experiences play a big part in your execution. So I know there are going to be days when you're going to be discouraged or you feel as if it's not going the way that you like for it to go. That's why I think the community that you're building and like supporting women and creating a place for like-minded females to kind of lean on each other during these times of uncertainty, or even if there's something to celebrate, you know, you want to celebrate it with people that are like-minded because they understand it more than anyone else. 
is really important and really awesome and a really great fuel to really keep the momentum going in whatever it is that you're pursuing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Ah, that is so good. (laughs) Well, Rachel, it was so wonderful having you on the show today and learning all about how you're inspiring others through sharing such impactful stories. So we truly, truly look forward to seeing the new heights, places of origins will continue to go. Jessica, I am so grateful um, to Eliza um, for connecting us and you know, I can't wait to hear her story. I know, I know. <laughs> and I think, I think what you're doing is really awesome. You are amazing and you're a great host and keep doing what you're doing. And I think so many more great stories will come your way and I and will be on the sidelines rooting for you. Um, yes. You have a lot of great things coming your way. Oh, that is so sweet. We'll be rooting for each other along the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.